Hey, what's up, Ant Farm? What's going on? Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen. I'm throwing my full support and my full endorsement behind the hottest new podcast in the world, The Ant Farm, a podcast that celebrates a different Tell em Steve Dave Ant each episode, a podcast de dedicated to the Tell em Steve Dave fandom, a podcast dedicated to 10 or 11 or how many, how many freaking years those assholes have been going. That's what The Ant Farm is, uh, is celebrating. How can you not love a podcast dedicated to one of the funniest podcasts out there? Tell them Steve Dave. And it's dedicated to the ants too. That's what makes it separate, uh, special and different. Uh, if you're a Tell em Steve Dave ant, you will probably wind up as a guest. Um, just don't fuck it up, but then he can be a guest. And this is brought to you by Four Color Demon number 843. Uh, I'll leave it at that. That may be a secret code word. Uh, this gentleman starting the ant farm, Tom Steve Dave, Four Color Demon number 843. Uh, and this is coming from Four Color Demon number four. That is Ming Chen. Um, four, not 148. That's that other guy who is, does not have a 148 IQ. But to all the ants at the ant farm, to all the ants listening to the ant farm, and to all the ants that should be listening to the ant farm, this is Ming Chen. I am endorsing this podcast. I love this podcast, and I can't wait to be on this podcast. So, great luck to everybody, especially Four Color Demon 843. And uh, I will be listening and subscribing soon, and you should too, because I endorse it. And I, I know a good podcast. I run a whole studio. I run, I, I'm on 8 million different other podcasts. I podcasted during the quarantine and didn't miss a step. So, everybody, go subscribe to the Ant Farm. Go listen to the Ant Farm. Rate it highly, and uh, you know. And if you, you should be called, if you should be called to be on the ant farm, answer that call as an amazing ant. I'll see you guys later. This is Ming Chen, the One True Three champion, telling everybody to listen to the Ant Farm podcast. See you guys later. Secondhand Siamese, what up? Next question. Um, okay, Apollo, thank you. What's up, Ants? It's your boy, Four Color Demon 843, and I'm coming to you from the depths of the Ant Hill. Welcome to Ant Farm. Uh, appreciate you coming on for episode, hmm, what is this, seven? Uh, we have another special guest this morning. Wow, I'm recording in the morning. Uh, Mr. Jeffrey Locke. Um, Joffrey. Joffrey. Yeah, like the king that everybody hated on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to do that. Okay. Uh, Joffrey Locke, Joffrey Von Flanagan on Twitter, I suppose. What's your Twitter handle? J Joffrey Locke. J-A-W-F-R-E-E-L-O-K, the phonetic spelling of my name. Oh, all right. I'm starting off sounding stupid. Great. 
Uh, appreciate you coming on, <laughs> it's man. Not stupid. Nobody gets my name right, so okay. that, that's not really well, a big for, surprise. For years, I knew a guy. I told Brian five times, and he still got my name wrong the whole podcast. So. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I had a friend named named Jeff that he spelled it with a G, and he he drilled it in my head that his name was Jeff. So, yeah, I mean that's that's typically the the, the English spelling of Jeffrey. So the the fact that everybody thinks of it as Jeff is not really. A big surprise, and most of the time I don't even correct people, which drives my mother crazy. Joffrey. But <clears throat> no, I'll remember Joffrey. Joffrey now because of the Game of Thrones. I was a, a big fan. Yeah, the crazy king. The crazy kid king. Yeah, I was... It became actually really interesting for a while because um, uh, Game of Thrones became so much part of the zeitgeist of everything mm-hmm. that even like other shows that I used to watch would talk about King Joffrey, so it was really weird to actually hear my name said properly in places that I would, you know, like just always just assumed nobody would ever get my name right off the bat. It was only because of that king, that dipshit king, I was able to actually have some people say my name properly, though it's not even, you know, spelled the same way as the king. Sorry. And and the poor, poor actor, he quit acting (laughs) because he he was such a good little prick that people hate him. And he's like, I'm just going to take a break for a little while. No, I wouldn't blame him. The only thing I've ever seen him in other than that was uh, that tiny little stint in, I think it was like the Batman Begins movie. Oh, was he in that? Yeah, I mean, but it was literally like Batman swung in through a window or something like that, dodging or trying to get away from something, and then there's this kid who's just like staring at him like, holy shit, you're in my bedroom. And that was uh, Oh, that was him, okay. Yeah, someone told me yesterday that Haley Joel Osment was in... uh, Batman movie or, or something very briefly what was it Owens. I mean he's been around since he was like I don't know 10 yeah nine, something like that because I mean I remember him from the fifth element the fifth element sixth sense and <laughs> I was talking about because I just now just now got around to watching the boys and he's uh he plays a part in the first season and I was like oh my god that, that's you know that's him and I was telling someone at, kid. at work and he told me yeah well before six cents he was in i want to say they said batman but i don't even remember man see i haven't even smoked so hmm. i guess it's smoke it back into your head yeah it's funny how that works hmm. so uh do you <laughs> i'm sure you do what's your four color demon number oh well let me <laughs> let me open twitter i forgot that you're gonna ask me that and i went away i'm 2389 2389 Awesome. They're up serial number twenty three eighty nine. They're up to like eighteen thousand or something at this point. I think might be more than. Yeah, that. I had to, I had to get a request to get my number because I don't think I noticed or paid attention. I just signed up that one time and don't think I uh, realized that there was going to be a serial number stamped on my forehead. So I had to right. request it. Yeah, I was I was lucky that I have friends, man, because uh, groupie hit me up and said, "Hey, they're doing this," and I'm like, "Ah." Uh, Either I was asleep because I worked nights, or I was at work, and she's like, "You know what? I'll just I'll just hook you up. I'll sign you up. What's your what's your email?" Um, yeah, yeah. I I, I only have brought like one person to the uh, the Ant Hill. Um, otherwise, I am a solo. I don't have like any friends that listen to it. Just uh, I don't have I, literally the only friend that listens to podcast listens to it. All my other friends, they don't even listen to podcasts. They're kind of like. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. That kind of situation. My other my other buddies, they 
they say they're podcast listeners, but then whenever I talk to them, they say, well, I, I'm behind. I haven't listened you know, in about six months or so. And it's like, well, every time I ask you, you say six months, so you don't really listen to podcasts, do you? It's like, well, right. I listen to the ones that you have me on. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I understand that. You know, and it's like, I have not listened to the episode that I was on. Um, oh, really? I'm just like, what? Oh, God, no. Why? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 nope, nope. <laughs> not a chance. Wow, you got, I just, you got uh, such an awesome voice for podcasting. I, I cannot stand my voice. I <clears throat> My voice in my head sounds so much better than the one that is recorded. It's uh, it's absolutely terrible. I'm, I'm the opposite. Here, I'm clear I, my I throat hear myself into the mic. I hear myself really bad <laughs> and when I listen I don't like it either but it sounds better on on wax or whatever you you say it sounds better recorded than recorded it took me a long time to get used to the fact that I just am gonna sound that way and just move on yeah I think I think what you you think to yourself is that everybody has only heard that version of your voice and yes it's foreign to you but you are the only person that voice is foreign to right, right yeah yeah, I've had to. I, I think I sound like Charlie Brown on like you know steroids or something like that, or having like a, going through a a maturity thing, hormonal issues or something. Oh, Charlie Brown's nuts finally dropped. Yeah, basically, that's funny. and that's what I think I sound like. No, I, I never would have gotten the Charlie Brown vibe until you said something. I still. You know, it's been so long. I just feel like since you take the cartoon and you just pitch his voice down a little bit. Get, like I said, give him a little bit of maturity. Right. Make him, I don't even know what age they are in that stupid cartoon, but oh, like they know. drop him to his 24, 25-year-old version of him, and here we are. Man, you know, it's been so long <laughs> since I've even seen this Make a plea to the Schultz. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time? I mean, like uh, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, or any of those, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think it's they even show them anymore. I tried to get my daughter to to see the Christmas special, and I don't think I could. I was able to find it. I think we were able to find clips of it off of YouTube. Right, I think they uh, sell them on uh, on uh, iTunes. I know that they had a special that was only on Apple TV Plus at one point. I don't know if it was good or anything like that, but like I tried to get. But this is not an advertisement. No, uh, no, we are not endorsed, and or do we endorse? Ah, that's all good. Talk about random stuff, regardless if we're smoking, I guess. So, uh, do you, uh, I don't have my list. I don't know where the fuck it went. I was looking for it earlier. Do you have a favorite episode? Well, before I do that, um, h- how did you get into Tell Him Steve Dave? Uh, I was a, uh, Smodcast listener at the time, and it was the, uh, I think I've even mentioned this in a Zoom call, but um, the episode where uh, Kevin and Walt and Brian are talking about um, cloning and how Walt basically uh, wanted a clone so that it could be his best friend. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I still laugh every single time I think about that prospect. But yeah, it was just like... Uh, uh, Kevin was on point and Brian was just, you know, their usual selves together and giving Walt, you know, shit about, uh, you know, the the clone of him being an idiot and me want Debbie and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, <laughs> I just, uh, I just remember, 
Uh, it's it's. I mean, I don't know if I don't know about where you can find all of the Smodcast library, but it's you can uh, find it on that the Kevin Smith Club. Yeah. Okay. There you go. It. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's definitely uh, early on, fairly early on, because it was before TESD, um, and I just remember thinking like, holy sh- shit, these guys are just absolutely hilarious. Oh, that's funny because I and thought I, about. I always. I, no, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say no, that. When I was a kid, that's really funny because you know, I was an only child and I didn't have a lot of friends because I was always picked on and stuff. So I was kind of an introvert. I always wish that I could have had another me to play with because at least I would understand. Like, I would understand me. That's real funny. Yeah, well, that's that was kind of his argument. Yeah. Like he would he would love all the things that uh, Walt loves. They you know, go to hockey games together. Yeah. You know, it's like you know. Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was amazing, absolutely amazing. And then, like I said, it just uh, when all of a sudden I heard that they were having their own podcast, I gave it a listen and uh, became a fan. And I mean, so much of their like they were just so great out of the gate too, which was helpful for me at the time. It was just all about Scott and uh, and Kevin, and then uh, you know when all of a sudden over time it just kind of became more. It was just all Kevin. Yeah, they weren't. You know, he was kind of interviewing people, and I'm just—I've never been a big like interview somebody podcast. Like, you know, if I wanted that, I can, you know, do the Mark Maron "What the Fuck" podcast or Joe Rogan or something like that. But it just never really appealed to me. I just like them kind of riffing and having these yeah. goofy ideas and just talking about them. Yeah, that's kind of the t- the template. And so that when I'm they started their own podcast, I just jumped on. Yeah, and that's that's that was my uh, my gateway drug, so to speak. Okay. It's so funny, and and I'm surprised over the years people haven't more people haven't given me shit that I sell comics was my gateway into tell them Steve Dave. I told I mean there was somebody who tweeted not that long ago I can't remember exactly what it was but uh, basically saying like so many people were giving them shit because they were an IJ fan and that's what introduced oh, them to tell them yeah. Steve Dave. And I'm just like you know, it, you know those people like I I guess it's like the same kind of mentality that people have when they find a band that they absolutely love and they're kind of not popular and then suddenly they hit it big and you're like well I was a fan of them before they were big and you almost start disliking them yeah. because <clears throat> you know because they become popular and it's just it's a, a very high school mentality which I just can't I can't get hey, behind it doesn't matter if you're late to the party as long as you're at the party man that's right yeah, I've I've seen a lot of that. It, it's weird because like all the platforms are so much different. Like the the it's it's like all the same people are they're all on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but it seems like different platforms bring out different sides of people, and it's really strange. Like the Twitter people go after people a lot more, and Instagram seems nicer to me I don't know people seem more polite and and happy on Instagram opposed to Twitter and I I don't know if that's just me or not and I don't even get on Reddit yeah I I tried to do the TESD cares early early on I I didn't I didn't ever done Reddit I thought this was a fan page you know what what the hell (laughs) okay well I'm good I'm not one to to bitch about stuff and put my opinions out there because who the hell am I? No one gives a shit about my opinions, you know? So I just, instead of telling people about it, I just stopped. I I got back yeah, on one time. I think that's fair. To do the vote 
because I had an account for the fire ant thing whenever a Q was on trial or whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, other than that, I haven't even been back. I've heard that somebody posted something about Ant Farm on there, but I, I didn't even ask if it was good or bad because I don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I don't think I've really... I mean, I know I've been there because I've seen it, or at least I think I do, but I definitely have never really utilized it. Right. It's a little caustic. I mean, it's all pretty caustic. I don't really use Instagram much because it seems like it's more of just like, here's another chance to post another picture. And I feel like I can do that in Twitter if I really wanted yeah. to anyway. But, uh, yeah, in general, like, you know, the, it's uh, the Internet is uh, kind of... Um, was almost seemingly, at least at this point, seems like it was almost built to embolden people to give their opinion uh, without having to, you know, really put anything out there that's positive. You know, like a, it's a, a name often like a, that's like, you know, some combination of letters and numbers with an ad symbol. And then you got a image of, you know, somebody's dog. And then you've got like, you know a bunch of people bitching about things. It's like, well, you know, it's great that you can offer up nothing but criticism, but you're not putting yourself yeah. out there at all by, you know, being anonymous and then giving all this critical advice, you know. And like I've said before, I, I'm I'm one of those kind of people that is like, when I start tweeting, I make sure to tweet very slow so that by the time I get to the end of the tweet, I'm like, okay, does this make any difference? Does anybody really care? Um, and often we'll just you know hit delete and or discard or whatever yeah. it is and move on because it's what's the what's the point it's not going to change anything i've gotten a lot more political lately <sighs> well lately in the last four years i got yeah, more political. I've, but, i pretty much stayed away from politics for most of my life and i really I, I got into it four years ago a little bit and then i got into it a little more this past few months but man, it's just all you're gonna do is worry yourself. I mean, there's you most of the stuff that's going on. There's nothing you can do about it, and it's just like I don't know. I don't want to get political. <laughs> I don't want to talk about politics. But right. Um, well, I think the only thing you can say is that it, it's not. It's you don't necessarily view it as that you can't do anything about it. Because the problem is ultimately everybody thinks they can't. If everybody thinks the same way, then that's nothing exactly will ever Pat get says. done about it. You know He's I mean? my political guy. I, you know, anything important that's like pressing, he'll bring it to my attention. But uh, other than that, mm-hmm. I, I really, I put my, I mean, I vote and I do stuff like that, city and state, and you know, for the the country. But I mean, all the little stuff, the bills, the this, the that, the. Ah man, I I I don't know. A lot of people judge me for that hardcore, including my mom. But you know, I, I just I'm too anxious. I, I don't have enough weed <laughs> to keep me level if I'm paying attention to shit like that. I think for me, it got easier only because of the fact that I uh, I'm home alone all the time for like the last. Uh, year and uh was alone a lot for the previous years because of all the cancer stuff and next thing you know i'm just like uh the only way i get any conversation and typically it's all negative is through twitter it's unfortunate to imagine but that's um that's the truth 
Well, uh, so I guess that kind of segues into one of the questions. Who was it? Somebody asked about how, uh, about Apollo and how he's affected your, your day-to-day. Uh, let me see exactly what the question was. Um, I want to hear about Apollo and his positive influence right on your life. That was Melody... Uh. Gotti? G-A-I-D-E? Gady? Gotti? Sure. I'm sorry, Melody. <laughs> well, I mean, just like Joffrey, it's like it, last names are even worse, or more difficult, I should say, than, than trying to get a first name. So, but... Uh, he's uh, adorable, too, by he's, the way. Uh, the pictures that like, you're literally, Cats. Cats are great. Yeah, I love cats. I've always been a big cat guy, and uh, sometimes people look at me a little sideways because of it, because it's like supposed to be a dog oh, thing, I guess, that. for guys. But whatever. Um, yeah, um, but um, he's uh, he's great. I mean, he's like a bundle of energy that's always here. So it's kind of uh, difficult to uh, not be influenced by him. I talk to him probably more than I should as a uh, human talking to uh, another species. How people talk to plants, um, man. But, at least um, this one can interact with you uh, minimally <laughs> he, I, he doesn't talk i don't know why but this cat is like literally i heard him he he um, he meowed like three times one day all like kind of in a sequence mm-hmm. of getting food and i was like i think that's like the most he's spoken in in probably weeks because uh, i try to get him to talk and i try to even record him meowing and he's just he's what? just not a talkative cat <laughs> And he's part yeah. Siamese, which is typically, you know, uh, an extremely are. vocal breed of cat. And when I was married, mm. and we had to, we had to give him a better home because that little little cat was awesome, man. But holy crap, man was if he wasn't right up underneath you, if there was something obstructing a, a door or anything, he would wake you up. He would, man. I love that cat, but damn, he was loud. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. My two cats are pretty vocal too, but it's mostly like you I've said, cats when it's time that, to eat, they'll let me know. Yeah. Hey man, eight o'clock. Right. Where's my food? Uh, I mean, he doesn't do that. I mean, the only reason he spoke is I tip, tip, uh, technically just kind of dangling his food over his oh. head, saying "speak, speak," and he still he still doesn't say anything. So it's it's not uh, like I said. I I don't think I've heard him. I heard him the other day because uh, he went into my closet, zipped around me, and I didn't even notice, and I closed the door to the closet, and then all of a sudden, like a little while later, I heard this out. tiny little meow once, and I'm, uh, yeah, and I was, I'm, I was literally floored that I actually heard it because I let it sit for a second trying to figure out what the heck was going on, and he never uh, made no. another noise, <laughs> so I just like, uh, say something again, buddy, and nothing, so he's a, he's a different, and he's, part ragdoll so ragdolls are very kind of relaxed easygoing cats so i guess the easygoing aspect of him is uh is playing a little heavier into his breeding than than the well it also has a lot to do with the owner too like if you're laid back it'll typically rub off on the animal too whether it be cats or dogs like you know right i'm a cement head so i don't do like some and blow smoke in their face but them just being around they're Unless it's dinner time, they're mellow. They're so chill. I can't complain. Like he's like basically been the perfect uh, counterpart because one of the things a lot of people were 
probably noticing when they were if they followed me on Twitter is that I was kind of debating between a Siamese cat, which is the breed I've kind of always had oh, around yeah. me since like I was born. I had a cat. I had a cat named Dylan that was like two or a year or two years older than I was as I grew up, and he ended up living until he nice. was like eighteen or nineteen years old. So, um, uh, so I've always had Siamese. So I had a special place for a Siamese cat. But then on top of that. I kind of wanted because I'm a big guy. I, I wanted a a big breed of cat, which you know had become clear was going to be a, a Maine Coon cat. So I was kind of going back and forth between a Siamese and They're a Maine Coon, and too. finally, uh, uh, they present he presented himself and uh, through an uh, adoption place, uh, secondhand Siamese. What up? Um, and uh, ended up adopting him through them. And uh, the rest is they cool. say, as they say is history. Yeah, the the two that I got, well the the one one of them I got with my wife, my ex wife, and this one, the other one, I went in there and I said I, I want a black cat, and I want to name him Severus. And there was like fifty cats in there, and there was <laughs> one that was up for adoption, and it was a black cat. That little kid, this dude, man, he was malnourished and poor guy. He was uh. He, he, they took him into the the pound because he was an outside cat and I don't remember exactly what he said but he had to see the dude was driving out of his driveway and ran over like the mom cat oh that's awful on accident and the, the kittens ran away from the truck into the backyard and the dogs got the cats so he had to see his mom and his brothers and sisters get killed all in one false swoop couple of minutes yeah, it was pretty awful. So he was so skittish. Understandably. For weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, man. Now he's like a, my mom calls him a cat dog because <laughs> I'll get hair ties and I'll shoot him across the living room and they'll grab it, bring it back, and we'll we'll do that for hours if I if I do it. Him and the other one, she's a, I don't know what, they're short hairs. I'm not sure what she is. Not calico, but. She's like gray and black striped, kind of. Mm-hmm. And her name is Hermione. <laughs> the little, a little sense of the, theme. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's the loud one, but they're they're great. I, I would always suggest, even if you're a dog person and you like dogs, you should get a, a cat or two because they're, it's a, it's different kind of companionship than you get from a dog. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta work for a cat's affection. Right. Which isn't bad, I don't think. No, I think they get a bad rap of being aloof, and I think cats are definitely more of a loner animal, which is, you know, great when, you know, like, you need to go somewhere for the day or for a few days, mm-hmm. if you just drop them a ton of food, make sure they got the water going, uh, then, you know, they can take care of themselves for the most part. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, they know I'm talking about them, so they're just sitting here looking at me now. Mm. Paul's probably right, hanging out in the living room, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, because I work, I'm, I'm really only awake or in my apartment for just a few hours a night. So, like, uh, I sleep for eight hours, I, I work for 11 hours a night, Ugh. and then I, when my daughter's here on the weekends, they, they get a little more attention, but not much. Like, before she came along, they were the babies, and they got constant all the attention. Oh well, poor little cats. 
Yeah, I mean, I, that's the only thing I wonder about uh, Apollo is if he's going to be, uh, you know, when the world allows me to start living again, uh, will he be okay with me actually not being here constantly? Because right now he's just got a constant friend that he can, right. you know, do something with at any moment he wants because I just well, it never be a leave. Terrible idea to get another one to play with, I guess, but... The doctor, doctor will not allow two. She didn't really want me to have one, uh, my oncologist. So I, I got, okay. I got one from begging, <laughs> and now, uh, unfortunately, I, uh, I uh, will not, uh, not be allowed a second. Um, oh, just get him a bunch of being. catnip toys. He'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it, he's uh, he's definitely got some like uh, issue going on because like when I leave, he always. Uh, goes underneath the dining room table and then when I come back he's still under the dining room table so it's kind of like this always waiting for me which is very dog-like in his response because dogs don't have that time concept but um, he'll get used to it when I'm not around nearly as much right though who knows when that's going to be anyway he'll be he'll probably be at the age where it's like you know geez would you just leave for a little while while. (laughs) can you do something other than just be here in my face all the time that sounds like some of my friends. I got a buddy yeah. who's a truck driver, and it's like that. They're like, she's his wife is like, I love him, I love him so much, but I'm used to only seeing him like three or four days a month. And since the quarantine, I, I want his ass to get. Are you sure you don't need to go out and, and you know make some more money? Can you can you just get the fuck out of the house, please? Well, it's like Frank Five and and his wife, who are always uh you know talking about. How like they're spending so much time with one another that they don't know what to do. She's right. a she's a blessing for him as far as I can tell. That's all I know. Because <laughs> yeah, there's no telling where he would be without her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just some of the things that he he does, and she's okay with it. Uh, seems like she's pretty outstanding lady. So yeah, maybe eventually I'll I'll see if I can get him on the ant farm. But I feel like I I need to be a little more polished. He's uh, done a lot with the guys. I don't want to seem right too bad off uh like i just got uh i'm sure, uh, I'm sure he, would. he would come on and and do something with me but that's another one i'm really intimidated to have chuck on too well i'm glad to see i don't intimidate you well you you did but now i'm talking i'm good now <laughs> but I, i've never really had conversations with chuck me and you you know we've been having conversations on twitter and dms and stuff for for years wow. You're, like I've said on podcasts before, um, you know, the anthill, the ants, some of y'all have gotten me through some stuff. And and I know I've felt awkward talking to you because everyone's got bigger problems than me, in my opinion. But you've you've really helped me a lot over this past year, especially keep my my level, my cool when I get real bad on the bipolar depression thing. Right. It's very, very much appreciated. I've told you that before, but I'm glad it helps. I'm not sure why, but I'm glad it helps. Well, you know, like you said, it's just having somebody to bounce words off of to, to talk right. to some that that listens. You know, it's you're you're not like like I do have some people that I talk to that it's like you can tell they're not really not really Present. into what you're saying or paying attention to what you're saying or they're just waiting for their opportunity to talk kind of deal, right? So when we find people who seem genuine, it's 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 much much appreciated. Glad I could help, like I said. Yeah. Like uh 
you're you're kind of like an inspiration for folks for me you know because you have hardships and stuff and you you don't let it consume you or you don't let it seem like that at least you know you you're you always are there for kind words and you know i don't know i'll stop blowing you i apologize but (laughs) okay i i think um the biggest reason why um i am like this at least is that i I guess I just never thought it was going to take me. I still don't. And I guess maybe I can use my own ignorance of of uh, the only experience I've had is life. So death does not seem like it's uh, feasible uh, only because I've never experienced it. <laughs> right. And obviously if my cancer comes back... Um, just like once more, the odds are, um, you know, not going to be around much longer. Um, but I don't, I don't know why, but I just, it just never seems like it's, it's going to take me. I always kind of have this, uh, I always felt like I was going to get better. So mm-hmm. I think it's, it's easy when you, I, some might argue it's denial, <laughs> which it may be. Hey, I don't know. Whatever helps, man. I mean, right. How long have I you just, been uh, in remission now? Uh, I think uh, this. Oh, gee, me Christmas! Here's the old chemo brain coming in. I think this this November marks uh, my two two years uh, from my um, what's it called? Uh, Autogus was that the run? I think it's uh, no allogeneic transplant, which means um, where I get somebody else's uh, stem cells put inside me. <clears throat> that was like uh well i mean i guess it, it, it maybe yeah i think two years and it would be based on i it wasn't that long after i had uh gotten out of the hospital that i was actually on tesd um so um that was like you know still very much in doubt i mean i guess it, it, my health is still very much in doubt but not by me i guess that's i mean that's awesome i'm I'm glad that it's been so long. Time is flying. Like last year went by so damn quick. It hardly doesn't even seem like a whole year. Um, but since we're on the topic, what was it like to be on Tell Them Steve Dave? Uh, it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. And it's also uh, so funny because, like, you know, the, the two of them are very specifically. Uh, I don't remember. Was Q not- on that episode, too? No, uh, which was probably the reason why I was on because they didn't have it. They didn't have cues. Like, well, we got to fill time with something else. So, um, but uh, it was it was they uh, they have this kind of uh, you know vibe that they put out there that they don't really give a shit. But um, uh, but they definitely do. I mean, Walt, as of like Patreon, you know, clearly cares because mm-hmm. you can you know see him talking to these people who are kind of being absolute asshole, assholes to him, and yet he still you know, takes it all very much in stride and very uh, uh, peacefully handles it, I guess, for the lack of a better term. True. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, getting there, getting an opportunity to sit down with them and, like, you know, just just the fact that at one point, uh, you know, Brian contacted me and said, like, you know, is there anything, like, we can do, uh, uh, you know, like, basically just, you know, sending like t-shirts or whatever and it was just like no it's it's you know i'm not really you know like one of those kind of people um i don't really like the handout 
aspect and again it's not a handout it's like just somebody showing like hey you know thanks for the support and yeah to us and like we want to show you support and like give you a t-shirt and so you know it's just the my weird kind of mentality i guess um but it was a lot of fun like brian was you know very much uh you know you know engaging and walt engaging and i was trying my best to pretend like i wasn't like having a a, a, a an anxiety like breakdown <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah, you not did better than me. I don't know. Breathe out I, of a bag. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to talk. They'd ask me questions, and I'd be like, uh, 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 uh. "Well, it 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 helped a bit to be able to like walk around the store and like talk to Mike, right? And then have little bits and pieces talk with uh, you know with Brian as he was setting up everything, and Walt as he was kind of zipping around, you know, just asking me questions and so forth. But they, you know, I think also what helped was that they they kind of did the show as they normally would to start and just allow me to kind of sit there and that's ultimately all I really wanted was just to be able to kind of sit in the background I I kind of hope that I can have the opportunity to to do it again I think you know when the world opens up again they probably will allow you know Patreon people to come down and with their new studio who knows but um, that's really all I wanted yeah but then all of a sudden like he's like you know like we'll uh, you know we're going to do our usual thing but then we're going to get you know past our you know, usual TESD selves, and then, you know, we'll start talking to you, and I'm just, like, kind of, like, looking, like, oh, why, why, why do we want to do that? Yeah. Um, and they did, and it was a lot of fun. I don't know, it was, uh, it was an opportunity to, you know, to be a part of something that had been a part of me for, like, the last, you know, at that point, I guess, maybe eight years, nine years, I don't even, again, I can't keep track of anything. Um, you know, for so long, and then to be a part of it was just pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've been there a couple times, and I remember the first time we were there for a, a week, and I was there every day, but Mark was still with us the first week. I mean, that first time that I went, um, and he told me, "Man, any time that I'm here, just come on in." So that was one day where I sat there almost from open to close, and I pretty much just sat there, not talking to nobody, just. Mark would come and check on me every once in a while because he had, you know, he had to run the store. But I was just in such awe that I couldn't even. I don't know. I I apologized to him a hundred times. I'm like, I, I'm, I don't mean to be that guy. He's like, No, dude, you're you're genuine, and that's what we appreciate about you. I was like, I'm glad because I feel weird just sitting here. But I know one time Walt snuck up on me, and I didn't even didn't even realize he was in the store and I was just in the very center just looking around looking at Mr. Tusk up in the ceiling looking at the blunt mobile and just kind of nodding and just taking it all in and, and he was like and I turned around and he was there and he was kind of looking at me almost like he was approving but man it, it almost scared me out of the store <laughs> Walt man mm-hmm. I told him I was like man I, I told Mark at least that I was more excited to meet Walt than I would have ever been because I've never met Kevin. And right. I'm, I, I don't, I mean, it'd be cool if I meet him, but I don't really have any interest, really. I mean, I, I that sounds wrong. Yeah, I have interest. I would like to meet him, but it was mostly about going and meeting Walt for me and Mike. And, you know, Ming came and said something. And even Brian stopped by that first week to get pictures and stuff because we, uh, the first time I met him was at that Walker Stalker con when Mike got ordained as a minister so that he could renew me and my ex's vows on stage and stuff. 
but I've, and I know he's he's a really good guy, and he's once you get to talking to him, you know. But I'm so so I was so intimidated to talk to Brian. I just I don't know what <laughs> what it is, you know. Um, but still to this day, because my ex, she was real nervous because of you know she she wouldn't she was kind of a big girl, you know. And the fat news thing and everything, and she was just terrified that they were going to try to make fun of her or something, which I don't know why. But he pulled her aside because I told Mark that, Mark told Walt that, Walt told Brian to watch his P's and Q's, mind his P's and Q's. So I didn't know any of that. So whenever I went and I shook Mike and Ming's hand, and he was like, are you the motherfucker, or are you the pussy who thought that I was going to try to make fun of him? And I wasn't like... He was fucking with me. He wasn't being serious. But I, I like, froze. I was like deer in the headlights. I'm like, uh, uh, um, I didn't, um, uh, um, and I just kind of pointed to her. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh. But, right. And he pulled her aside, and, man, I don't know what he said to her, but within, like, 60 seconds, she was laughing, and they were both giggling together. And, and so w- whatever was said, I will always appreciate whatever the hell you know, and still, I've met him several times now, and I've never really just talked to him a whole lot, just because I'm, I guess, intimidated. Uh, right. But Walt, I've had lots of interactions with Walt, and man, uh, he's he's great. Like you go back to, he's he is he is on point. If you're an aunt, he will do anything and everything he can to make you have a good trip, a good visit, good interactions. What is that? Oh, my daughter's walking through with her phone. I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) I'm like hearing voices. Hold on a sec. Sure. I know I'm getting her YouTube. She's a fan of this uh, YouTube channel called FGTV. F and then G-E-E TV. And it's a guy mm-hmm. and his kids and his wife, but all it, all he does is just scream and holler and act silly and stuff. And he's so obnoxious. <laughs> but on the same note, you know, he makes raps up and he does videos, and he's actually a freaking talented rapper. And I I don't want to give him too much props around her because I don't want to have to listen to him more than I already do. Right. And there's this chick named Sniper Wolf. She's, God, she's the same way, but she's a female version of him. Okay. The uh, the bo- the boss from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> that may be. You know, I've never played Metal Gear Solid. Uh, uh, maybe a joke that nobody gets. <laughs> Sniper Wolf was one of the bosses in Metal Gear Solid, the original. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Was that the one that was uh, in the snow? Uh, she was in a giant, like, I well, I mean, it's been ages since I played the game, but I think she was in, like, some sort of giant warehouse, a sniper, like, laying down, and it was your job to, like, slowly sneak up, and I think there was even a conversation going on, or, I just remember she was, a like, this really nasty sniper, but again, I haven't played that game in, uh, you know, since it originally probably came out. Yeah, I had a friend of mine that played it. Let's see if I have some more listener questions. Well, there's one that I remember from the old list. Um, And this is usually one I ask later, but again, I lost my damn list. So um, if you could 
if you were stranded on a desert island and you could pick one person from Tell Em Steve Dave town to help you survive, who would it be? Well, I mean, I don't have an enormous connection with uh, a, a lot of TESD, TESD town people, to be honest with you. It would probably be Jay Sarge. He's probably somebody that I've been having probably the most communication with uh, from the world at large if I'm not able to pick like the the main residents because I can, think it would, you can pick the main residents I mean I you know I I think Brian would be great but Brian and I are very similar very like uh, self-deprecating <laughs> kind of humors mm-hmm. might drive us crazy and well, it's a blast, but I think um, he uh, he's very... I mean, it's one of the reasons why I got into the podcast in the first place is because it seems like I'm a hybridized version between one of them and then the other one. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I think, like, the person I'd probably get along with the best would probably be still Jay Sarge. He's just a, a good he's guy. He's awesome, yeah. <clears throat> uh, he's uh, funny and he's uh, talented and uh, just think that, you know... For at least a certain amount. I mean, I drive everybody crazy eventually, so eventually they become awful people to be around because they're sick of being around me mostly. So, um, but yeah, I'd probably go Jay Sarge. And I'll, I'll make this a, a quick uh, Jay Sarge plug. If you start a podcast and you want music for your podcast, go to Jay Sarge. He's the fucking man. Uh, what is it? Remedial M Theory on SoundCloud? Mm-hmm. That's his stuff. Tip him some money, help him help him through this COVID time. I, I I've done what four or five podcasts over the past five or six years, and I'm always gonna get him to do the intro music, no matter what. Right. Well, he's a talented guy for sure. He is. I um. Uh, oh Jesus! Did I just lose my train of thought in the moment I said I um? Eps, don't. It's all good. I'm right there. Probably, probably did. Uh, I do know that I've I've uh, I've used a couple of things he's helped me with that I never ended up. They were kind of part of that uh, thing we were talking about beforehand, where I was making something with some friends and it just never kind of came into fruition. Right. But he's he's always been you know really helpful and he's a Bears fan like me, so he's feeling my pain and uh, <laughs> it's it's always a, a fun uh, a fun back and forth between uh, Jay and myself. For sure. When was the last time the Bears did anything like meaningful? Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to say it like uh, that. Ni- Nineteen eighty-six. Uh, was that the, <laughs> was the, the Bears? That was scene? yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty-six. I was watching that game in my grandparents' house. I remember sitting on my bed with my cousin Jay and uh, watching that game uh, against the Patriots. Oddly enough. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, not not much. We were sitting there watching the game like you know texting each other during the last game that first one in the the wild card playoffs and it was just like oh you're just heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking they just need it they've never i don't think ever had a a really dominant quarterback like ever uh, the closest would have been like you know Jim Harbaugh or uh uh McMahon but it like in their like history they've never really had that like can do quarterback right. That uh, makes things happen, like uh, the goat or 
even Aaron Rodgers or any of these other guys. Yeah. What Mahomes. do you uh, speaking of? What are you thinking about the goat? What do you think they're uh, they might do it this year? Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. He's won so many. I mean, Tampa hasn't, but uh, he's won so many. I kind of rooting for Mahomes myself. But I mean, he's already won what one or two. Um, but yeah, I think if he does it, he's definitely uh, cemented any arguments against him. Oh, Jesus! My chair just. It's a recliner, so it just suddenly snapped backwards. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if he 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 wins this one, then he has definitely cemented his place as the greatest of all time, just based on the fact that yeah, I think he went to a team one. that nobody would have seventh. seventh. Wow! I think he's got. I think he's got six. I remember seeing seeing a picture <clears> of him on Twitter, a GIF or something, with him holding his hand up, and there was five. His oh, five. Yeah, maybe you're right. maybe I'm think maybe I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, I, I actually, I think I am. Um, I'm a big Chicago fan, as yeah. I made clear in the podcast that I was on, and I was a big Bulls fan. Oh, and I yeah. think I was thinking of uh, Jordan because he had all five on his hand, and then he'd sit there and, with the and then he, uh, he, with his extra finger, point to his hand and say, "That's a lot of rings." And then suddenly, there's his sixth ring on his yeah. other finger. Oh yeah, I was um, all about the. But Bulls yeah, I mean the '90s. That was because you know I played college basketball in high school and stuff, and. Man, the '90s. I was still playing ball. That was before I really started getting into smoking and stuff. And man, I was <laughs> Bulls. Man, the only year that pissed me off that they won was because I really love Charles Barkley. And when he was with the Phoenix Suns, the and he was Suns. MVP of the season, and I'm just like, come on, Jordan, you can give him one. Just let him let him win, man. He deserves it. No. Ninety-three. Yeah, I, <laughs> no. I was not. I did not feel the same way at that time. I was definitely like, let's. And then he retired, and I thought to myself, like, if he hadn't retired, they could have won like eight in a row. Yeah, uh, the nineties literally could have been like their complete decade, pretty much. Oop. Okay, hold on a second. You're good. I think I've got to let my friend up. Man, I ransacked this fucking house trying to figure uh. out where the damn pad was, but I just can't find it. I guess. I guess my daughter still can't it. find her. She huh? likes to play office and stuff, so she said she didn't grab it. But she's now also in to the the phase where she lies about right. everything. So I don't know. It's always fun. Yeah, I didn't expect it to take so long, but he he brought his son and he hadn't met the cat yet. So yeah, true. <clears throat> okay. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite piece of merch? Um, I guess you're on Patreon. What uh, what tier are you under? I'm the ten dollar. I used to, I was twenty for a while, but I I couldn't really afford to do twenty uh, every week. Um, I mean, I really technically can't do ten either, but <laughs> I can I can make ten work as opposed to uh, twenty. Um, but uh, it, it might be unfortunate, but I I think maybe one of my favorite things I have is the. Uh, the little stuffed uh, animal. Yeah. I was given that one um, by my friend. (laughs) My, uh, actually the same guy who just stopped in to drop off my stuff. Um, He uh, gave me his because he's, you know, he, he does it mostly for the, the content and to, you know, show his support. Right. Um, Yeah. That was me too. That was me at first too. But then like I said, I couldn't make that work. I, I always appreciate the ants. I mean, I can't sing their praises enough. In fact, this video that I just sent to Chuck, 
I praised the ants so much that I ended up having to stop and, and rewind myself and be like, look, I'm not trying to blow anybody. Right. Oh, God, how am I going to edit this? Okay, we started talking about the plushie, and then it went off, off kilter. <clears throat> you may want to just ask me the question again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have any, like, uh, merch item or anything no. that's your favorite out of the... <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Next question. Okay. No. Um, of the merch, I- merch items that they have actually given out, uh, definitely the, the plushie, which was given to me by my friend Rob, um, uh, because he's more about, um, you know, he's got two kids um, and, uh, you know, not a lot of space himself. He's more interested in just contributing, which I kind of wish more ants were about. Like, you know, these people who are complaining about did I get a video for this one or did I get audio for this one? This seems oh, like this is yeah. this, this is that. Just like, you know, for me, the reason why I, I contributed at the level I did was because um, I felt like I had years of content and I just wanted to give back when, um, you know, I've, I've bugged Walt on multiple occasions to say, like, if you ever need my voice for anything, um, it's yours. No, no, no money necessary, though he did pay me generously once. Um, uh for, for doing it and I understand his ideology was like you know like they they pay you know the people who are filming this stuff and all this jazz but I know he was way more generous than he should have been and all I wanted to do was just help contribute I wanted to be a part of something that I right. thought was you know something that was that had helped me so much over so many years and so many occasions that I just wanted to give back um, you know like uh, what is it the TESD makes and the world takes or whatever it is but i just wanted to finally make and let them take for once uh, because one is you know like any exposure is also good exposure for somebody who's got a voice but also because like i i owed him you know in my in my book i i still do so like whenever he uh sends me the email saying hey i need you to say this for me uh, i'm you know i'll be right there I was going to at one point talk to him and say the only thing I wanted to add to my resume was um, introducing if they were going to do like the the KISS podcast live at the uh, the anniversary show that I could announce it live. That was about it. That was, oh, you know, I, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure you would have said yes because like all it means is I just walk up and say exactly what I've said multiple times in their KISS podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't stand KISS and I love that podcast. Yeah, you know? I'm not... I mean, uh, I, I, I'm the casual listener, you know. I, I can't stand, I don't know. I, I like a couple songs, but it, it's mostly just because I was really into rock band, and there was a couple of songs on rock band that I dug playing on the drums. But right, I, I'm definitely not going song by song, album by album. But yeah, that that's a good, good, uh, good podcast well, for sure. Well, I mean, they... Walt had. I mean, I, like what I said notes. to them. I don't give a shit about sports hardly at all. Anything. Yeah, I, and I, it's just I don't like hockey. Is oh boy. Yeah. In general, I'm not a hockey fan. I mean, I, again, love the Blackhawks because it's Chicago, but I'm I don't really follow it. If they lose, I don't like get upset about it or anything like that. Right. But for me, it's just like uh, what I've told them. I think after the the mics were dead or down or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, like they kind of said, like so, like anything you want to see, and I just said, like I, I, what makes this show great is you guys um, having fun. 
like the more fun you guys have, the more fun I think your listeners are having along with you. When when you guys laugh, typically we're laughing as well because it's just you know crazy, ridiculous stuff. I and mean, knowing exactly. that you know Walt Walt goes out on these limbs every once in a while that are totally not, or at least I, as far as I believe, they're not at all what he he thinks or believes. But because he knows it'll just inspire. Uh, you know the 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 cross looks from Brian and give Brian inspiration to go crazy, yeah. and then again for for Q to kind of almost float between them, like you know Walt is one extreme, Brian is another extreme, and then Q's right there in the middle to kind of balance them out. Like I said, it's it's a perfect pairing, but three you know people. Uh, so I've I just told him like you know just do whatever makes you guys happy, and ultimately that'll be what translates into you know their recordings, and it they do. Oh, like you yeah. just listen to them, they're have they're having a blast, and that's that's what matters most. And then you throw me as a listener, me or Sunday Jeff into the mix, and then it's just all of them team up, go after, <clears throat> just like a poor poor get them. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, get them just fr- only frustrates me because I feel like um, that he is like unbelievably a victim of his own self. Um, and his own circumstances, and then on top of it, because in many ways, tell him Steve Dave celebrates his ridiculousness. Yeah, they I don't think do he, him any favors a lot of time. I think, well, I, and it's not even really. I don't even want to like say it's like to like Walt or Brian or, or Q's fault, because like, I, I get the feeling that when the again when the cameras are off, that they would do what they can to help him. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it's more the fault of the audience at this point that enjoys um, listening to them get this, you know, basically a flood of content off of his ridiculousness. Right. You know what I mean? But because that's what you know becomes popular, or what works well, um, he's able to just stay kind of lodged in his little spot in TSD lore and TSD town because well that's like it it's easy you know like he's not going to get his teeth fixed he's not going to get lose weight he's not going to try this and I'm I still argue that uh his IQ is not 148 I think he's got a photographic memory because like intelligence isn't isn't like IQ is not determined by the the facts that you can spit out of your mouth it's like it's literally like a bunch of really un- obscure like questions and like shapes and mm-hmm. things and they throw all kinds of stuff at you and your ability to problem solve is what makes your IQ and I just I, I hear stories of them talking about it all the time and it doesn't sound like he's a real problem solver it just sounds like again that he's able to find you know the facts in the lot you know the, the little abscesses of his mind and answer questions to typically completely useless stuff in general yeah but don't get me wrong. I I, I like the guy. I, I I've tried to help him. Uh, I m- remember well, spending you, you gotta, I don't know how many hours gotta, tweeting yeah, you with him. Want and the help it, to you know you can whatever lead right. a horse to water kind of deal. No pun intended. I guess that was right. No, I follow. Um, it's um, uh, what's his what's the guy's name who uh, pro- gave a couple questions on their join uh, to follow. Join to follow. Yeah, um, me and him were trying to help him one day um, with this like issue he was having with two different old phones, 
and like we were giving him all the information he needed and yet because it wasn't the information he really wanted right, to get right. um he just kind of kept almost complaining the fact that he's using a phone that's like four years old in in this modern day that technology goes bad it's almost like a car the moment you drive it off the lot it's like you know worth half of its you know what it was when yeah, you bought it you know? on that shit. Mm. so yeah it was a uh, that was you know it, again i i like him and i i enjoy what he does and uh he is definitely game for anything which is ama- which is awesome it's amazing <laughs> yeah he, he does um, some I stuff just w- i mean I, I would do almost anything to be on that podcast but I wouldn't do some of the stuff that he some does. Some of the things he does. <laughs> the hot dog belt? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I love Walt, yeah. but I wouldn't do it, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, I think, you know, like I said, it's like, and I'm, I'm um, self-reflective enough to say that maybe also just on some level I'm a little jealous that he gets to, you know, be Walt's friend or Brian's friend or right. Q's friend, you know, and that may be part of my... Uh, but again, I don't want to make it sound like I don't like him. I do. I just wish that, you know, like to some extent he would grab the reins and kind of take control of his own situation. After a while, you get frustrated of listening to the pers- a person's problems when they don't do anything to fix them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, again, I don't have a problem with him. I like him. It's just, you know, like you said, kind of frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, a listener question. Oh, wait. Damn, I just forgot. Okay. Do you agree that horse is the opposite of car? No. <laughs> okay. Next question. Let's get get away from dyslexia. <laughs> I I have I have a learning disability, so it's not dyslexia that I have, but I do have a learning disability. I'm one of those people that um okay, Apollo, thank you. He's walking between me and my microphone, and now he's chewing on the cords to my headphones. Hold on. The floor for you, sir. The floor. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm one of those people that, and I forget what the specific name for it is, but when I read things that are on the lo- line below the line I'm reading, jump up into the line I am yeah, reading. That happens to me sometimes. <clears throat> so, so I can read a whole page... And if I'm not reading like out loud and can can hear my voice say it wrong, I, I won't. I'll get to the end of the page and I'll be like, I have no idea what I just read. Um, so I, I've always been kind of a uh, a dyslexic in a way. But it's not you know on the same level as these people. But no, I, I do not. I do not necessarily think car uh, as the opposite of horse. Not uh, not so much. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure what I would give is a uh, analog but I, I i definitely not i mean i, I can kind of see where they got to it because of the horsepower and the cars but opposite uh i don't know, well, if they that, know what opposite means yeah i was to say but that wouldn't be opposite <laughs> well i think i think they were just thinking here's something that runs on gas and now here's something that runs on grain uh one takes shits one leaks uh terrible exhaust uh you know so they're they're they do the same thing so that immediately makes them not opposites, but the way they do it is very opposite of one another, I guess, you know. But again, I I, I would like to go on record saying listening to Q and Brian get unbelievably <laughs> frustrated I'm with right that game with was 
was so fucking amazingly yeah. funny. So as far as I was concerned, I wanted Walt to do so much more dyslexia just because I loved listening to them get so riled up about, you know, how the hell is, you know, like it, it, that's, I, I think I also said that at the time. I said like, when you guys kind of aggravate each other, I find that absolutely hysterical when the, like they kind of get under each other's skin ever so mm-hmm. slightly. Uh, it just creates so many little things you know, through ways for them to go down that are just nine times out of 10, absolutely fucking hysterical. Like I said, just to listen to them, to think that they were talking about, I, I don't even know. I got to listen to the episode again, but that one I talked about that got me into it with, with the, um, oh, the Smodcast. on Smodcast about, uh, about, uh, him having a, uh, a, a twin via, uh, cloning. And it just like, it, it just starts off as a simple conversation, but it turned into this, like, you know, ridiculous like you know let me tell you about my best friend and it was just like <laughs> I, I imagine Walt Walt walking next to himself you know like he he's gonna love hockey and he's gonna wanna do this and he's gonna wanna he's gonna love comic books and like anything I wanna do is just like and, and, and Brian doing what he does so well always playing devil's advocate to him saying like what if he doesn't like these things and Brian you know and and naturally Walt's like well he's me and he's like he's not you he's just a clone of you but a clone would you know? and the, this that back and forth with each other is just absolutely fucking so good and Kevin obviously you know great off the cuff as well oh, obviously yeah. uh, you know the, the three of them uh, doing that uh, it just it's like so Again, like I think they've said, it's like a it's like a little glimpse in the conversations they probably had back in you know high school or when they just got out of high school, and it's a it's a delight, honestly. <laughs> Man, I'm, okay, so I guess uh, Smod fan or groupie, tell me what Smod fan that is or Smod uh, Smodcast that is, so that I can listen to it because those are the two that I can always ask, and they'll they're really quick on the number. Okay. So, listener question. Yeah, definitely. Time to follow asks four things. A, how many TESD appearances have you made? And I think you answered that one, right? Uh, I didn't. I I asked if uh, if I'm supposed to. It was a joke, but are, am I supposed to answer these now or am I supposed to wait? But, uh, yes, just the one. Okay, B. One more than I deserved. Any of the guy's phone numbers? I do not. <laughs> I have their email address. <laughs> Same thing everybody has. Uh, see any upcoming appearances? No, but obviously, like anybody, I would absolutely love to go back. And if right. nothing else, just to give an update, you know, of where it is, uh, where I am. And like I said, uh, even if it was just to go in and just sit, uh, sit around and just watch them again, that was just so much fun in and of itself. Yeah, me keeping my mouth closed, which I prefer. Like I said, I, I can never listen to that episode or I can listen to the beginning of it, but as soon as they introduce me, I've got to stop it. Cause you I'm have just such an not awesome voice, man. If you show up, they're going to have you talk. Well, I'm, I, again, I, I did it then. I can, I can do it again. I just, it's another episode of tell them Steve, Dave, the second episode that I won't listen to. Right. I mean, I've never met Q. I, I would love to just sit there and watch as well. I was invited to come on to an episode of I Sell Comics the last time I was in town, but I had to go. I was having issues at home, and I, uh, she was like, well, I let you go on to be on Comic Book Bid, but your ass better come back home, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not, I, not quite I that harsh, but... Right, right. Uh, but, 
uh, I uh, I just like I said, I was just so happy to get an opportunity. And Q wasn't there, and I'd love to be there. You know, just to, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted the 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 how was I cutting it the the eleventh year ten or the the eleventh annual or the tenth annual eleven year anniversary of Tell 'Em Steve Dave, and now you know probably gonna have to wait until the fifteenth. Uh, year, yeah. but uh, I was you know get an opportunity finally to just meet Q because I'd never met Q before, right. at least that I'm aware of. I used to go to um to uh, here's me forgetting the name uh, Brian's movie, Vulgar Vulgar Vulgarthon. I've been to on multiple occasions. That's how I I'd met way before podcasts. I met uh, uh, you know Kevin and Jay and and uh, Brian and Walt. That's um, cool. the the last one I went to, and I think it may have been the last one for a while, um, was the one where they said they were going to be showing the um, director's cut of uh, uh, Chase, or not Chasing Amy of um, Jersey Girl, and it turned out he was showing a preview of uh, uh, the <laughs> Clerks Two. Gotcha. <clears throat> So uh, we went there with the you know idea of just getting a chance to see them anyway, and then we watched like uh, Catch and Release was shown before it, and then they were going to show the director's cut of of uh, Jersey Girl, and then they ended up showing us Clerks too, which was 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 a lot of fun. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah before man. it hit, you know, Rosario hit the shelves. Was I guess. In that one. Right. I'm all about some Rosario, man. Yeah, she is beautiful. Absolutely. And she's a she's also a big. Geek at heart too. I guess Man. she's a big Scud the disposable uh, assassin fan. Really? What I've heard. Yeah. Have you seen any of the Mandalorian? Yeah, with her in it, it was great. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch anything with her. She's she's got a kind of a great energy to her that I really really like. She's on a a talent show, uh, the Go Big Show. That's on really? television currently. It's got uh, like Burt Kreischer, the comedian, is. Um, like the host and the judges is uh, Cody Rhodes, um, Snoop Dogg, Rosario, and somebody else. I forgot what her name is. She's a blonde. And it's just like a, of people. Oh, man, it's a random talent show. And I mean, because I'm, I'm a big fan of Kurt, Kurt, Burt Kreischer, the machine. He's a, I found him on Joe Rogan. He's real good buddies with Rogan, Segura, uh, Bill Burr. Right. Uh, and they do podcasts. Bert's got his own podcast. He does one with Tom Segura, and then he does one with Bill Burr also. I'm all about some comedy podcasts this past year. Which has nothing to do with anything. <clears throat> so the fourth right. question. <laughs> do we do we do all three before that? Yeah. Um, the last one we had was... Uh, how uh, many appearances? How, oh, no, how many? Do, the guy, do you yeah, have the okay. guy's phone numbers? Any upcoming appearances? No. And D know. was, why is Join to Follow so goddamn handsome? So, but he never sent in, or he never submitted a picture, so I can't defend him on that. Because uh, <laughs> his profile picture is just a, a, a middle finger. It's just a middle finger. Yeah. A, glowing, a glowing, like, Christmas lights middle finger, I think it is, or something like that. I is don't that know. What it is? I thought it was like an atom I, bomb or something. Oh, it might be. I, I just, I never, I don't think I've ever clicked it to see what it was large. I just know it's a middle finger of some sort. So, because I request, and I did make the request ahead of time for him to submit a picture so that we could, you know, make a, a strong case uh, for or against, but he uh, he did not submit it. So, apparently he wasn't, you know, he wasn't that serious. 
So I'm not. I will not go on the record as saying he is or is not attractive. Okay, so we can't confirm whether or not he's so goddamn handsome or not. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I'm thinking there was a couple more. I, don't, I just don't. I don't feel like. I don't feel like I'm that sure-footed on the on the <laughs> subject. So when he when he decides to contribute by uh, issuing the picture, I will. Uh, I'll go on the official record at that point. Right. Uh, Sue Kent says she doesn't have questions, but she just likes to hear your voice. Mm, that was I will get. My voice is always my voice, whether I like it or not. Right. Um, I'm trying to find the. I found the omnibus, but I thought there was gonna be a list of episodes. I'd be able to get you the name of the episode, but I can't. I can't find an actual like list of the you know the each episode that's on the the omnibus. Yeah, I thought about getting on there and buying a few sets of the uh, the trading cards, the Magic TESD cards. Try to do some kind of like giveaway because originally, which I've decided not to do because it'd be too much work. I mean, it would take me forever to edit. I thought about like every five or ten episodes having the people that were on the previous episodes come on and play roller roll with me because mm-hmm. I bought the I bought the game and I have it, but uh. I think that would be way too much work. Um, who was it? Justin Kyle told me that you can buy the premium Zoom, and it records everybody separately on separate tracks. So maybe really? I could do that. <clears throat> but again, I barely have enough money to afford the the twenty dollars a month or whatever that I do for Tell Him Steve Dave, and then I throw <laughs> Maxwell a couple dollars on his Patreon every every month I hear I mean it, it would be interesting to try at least but I guess like you know maybe it's a monthly fee you said or you just pay a one time fee um, for Zoom I'm not sure I haven't actually looked into it yet because you know I don't really so, I mean if you Zoom. could just pull it off you could just you know one time you know pay the like $10 or whatever it costs $20 if you said and then you know once it's once you get it recorded, you just discontinue it. Yeah. Immediately, but yeah, because like the way I was, I was trying to get it done every other episode, every other week, so I'd have like two a month. But the way I work, and then on the weekends, I mean, I, I my daughter, she doesn't like for me to edit or podcast when she's here, which I understand. Oh, understandably. Yeah. So, yeah. and then during the week, I get like two hours after work before I go to sleep, and it's just, it's real difficult. To uh, to do a lot of editing and stuff. Right. That's why I was I was hoping to find somebody that would edit for me. But I've the couple people who reached out to me wanted to charge me, and, and man, I I'd rather just be slow on the the podcast than have to pay somebody to do it for me. Um, I got you. And then the other person who said that they would do it for me, they've really done me wrong in the past, and I'm not trying to get back in bed with someone knowing that they were did me wrong so right okay so those i think those are all the listener questions yeah there weren't much um <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, do you have any favorite episodes of tesd i mean obviously the 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 standbys for probably everybody like you know um houston we have a problem and uh the original making hay even the second making hay for that matter um, uh, the one that ultimately comes out with the 
why fat? That literally, I go back to on okay. multiple occasions just um, just for that spot. Rooster Bruce, uh, Rooster uh, Bruce, I forget his Twitter name. Rooster something. Rooster with numbers. He made a magnet that said "Why Fat" on it. I mm. cannot remember that reference. What was that reference? Why fat? Uh, it was an episode they ended up. I forget exactly why, but it was like. Um, at one point, Walt makes a reference to these, um, uh, these, you know, frat boys and so forth. And at one point, he just like, uh, you know, like almost I, I, I almost exclusively listen to the part where he just says that like dumb fat frat boys, and then is like, you know, like, but it was somehow alluding towards to Quinn, and he all he could, you know. Like uh, I don't even know how to put it. Um, all he could like muster was wife this fat. kind of white fat. Like when he was almost crying, laughing at that point, oh, okay, and then okay, okay. Brian just starts laughing his ass off, and then Walt starts laughing, and then literally it seems like I somewhere in the ballpark of the next two minutes are just like literally them laughing. Okay. And I, I I'm one of those people that when like you know like they break on Saturday Night Live, I find that funnier than the shit they have planned. Yeah. And it's just. I just start laughing hysterically as well because it's just so, you know, real, I guess, for the lack of a better term. Yeah. <clears throat> and just this, why fat? And then it's just, you know, it just seemingly just comes across as like this, like, plea for plea for help from Quinn, which it wasn't, but it just sounds so amazing the way he says it. And then they just start rolling, laughing. Gotcha. A couple of them where I just remember, like, uh, I can't remember necessarily the episodes because I can't remember anything. But, um, oh, yeah, I'm not good with episode where, titles. Uh, well, I don't remember anything. Like I said, I, I don't remember, like, what I had for breakfast. Um, but to, when when uh, listening to it, I just remember that uh, the episode at one point is, like, Walt, Q saying it, like, Walt is on the floor laughing. And I just remember... Like something, something was said or something happened, and like, oh, I think is when they um, uh, it probably was actually now that I think about it, um, from uh, uh, making hay when they never thought they would do um, his boy so hard at the at the Collinswood, so bad. Um, who's the guy who ran the comic shop? Dennis. That had Dennis, and it's like, you know, I never thought I'd, we'd be we we treat Dennis like this or something along those lines, but it's just like, they were just slamming him so hard. And that's just a moment in like a, a moment in time that, uh, I just, I can't help but like laugh hysterically. It's not even so much, I guess episodes. Cause like, there's so many that are really, really good. Um, but there's some that are maybe even just average, but they have these moments in them that are just so funny that's why it's it, to me it's kind of like you can't miss one because even if it comes across as you know like standard fare by anybody's you know uh, estimation there's still almost always going to be a moment that just like makes you go like you know this is this is always why i listen because there's always going to be something yeah every episode there's something to, to cling on to even if it's just right. a couple of lines and the, and you would imagine at this point, after as much time as they've been doing this for, that it wouldn't be, it, it, you know, they'd be losing their stride or they'd, they, oh, they'd be man. covering the same stuff. Oh, but it just stronger it's getting, now than they've ever been, in my opinion. Right. I mean, these... And it, a lot of it has to do with Walt just taking this drive to be creative in absolutely every single outlet he's ever probably wanted to do. 
you know, like he wanted to host game shows and, and so everything's, you know, you know, so many game shows and he wants to do this. So there are this, this, this many of these. It's just like, it's amazing. Like I said, it, like when I left, it's just like, do what you guys want to do and, and have fun with it. And that seems like exactly what they, they, they took to Patreon. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, but that's, that's, I'm just happy to support them. Like whenever right. I was getting my comics sent to me every month, I mean, I never really said this, but I didn't read half the comics. I was really, I would have, and this is retarded, I'm like a mark for saying this, but I would have just given them the damn money. I didn't have to get the comics, you know what I'm saying? I was just, right. it's cool that I got something for what I was giving them, but I didn't read half the comics. I was getting like 30 comics a month from them, and I, I don't give a shit about some of that stuff, but, you know, I just wanted to... Contribute. Yeah. Just absolutely, yeah, for sure. And and now I'm to the point where I can barely afford the twenty dollars a month. Otherwise, I'd tr- try to get a higher tier. But <laughs> I had to at least get twenty, just because I wanted to add to the, to the to the chalk to the cork board and to the, to the walls and stuff. Uh, I'm obsessed. Right. It's like some people have heroin and crack and stuff, and I have weed and tell them Steve Dave. <laughs> so. Right. But at least with Tell Him Steve Dave, I don't smoke it all up. I can sit here and look at it. I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, for a lot of these people, I think one of the reasons they enjoy it so much is because they feel like they're part of something bigger. Like, you know, you see, not to go political, and it really won't be that political, but like you see these people who will get kind of wrapped up in conspiracy theories because they yeah, Joe they Rogan, want to... I had to stop listening to some people that come on because, damn, I don't want to get right, sucked into that stuff. Crazy. Well, I mean, I think if you're strong-minded enough, you won't, typically. But it also just gets maddening to listen to some of the things that these people <laughs> spout off about. Yeah. But um, I think it's it's the same kind of similar thing. as like, you know, like you they get into that conspiracy in a lot of cases because they feel um they feel like they're part of something bigger and that's one of the big reasons why i enjoy tell them steve dave and like the the extension of the family of listeners because it feels like i'm part of something that's just more than me and a cat living in a 900 square foot condominium right, <laughs> you know what right. i mean so i get i get my connection to the world uh out as at large because of I'm a part of this group of people who just love this, you know, group of guys who enjoy making content. Uh, like I said, I, I, you know, I would, I would be lying if I said I didn't want to be a part of it again, some point or another, but until, uh, you know, like my number's called, I'll just wait you know, patiently. And if it never happens again, I still, you know, I'm still unbelievably, um, honored excited that i was able to be a part of it in any way shape or form right. you know like the the 500 some odd episodes and i'm you know i i can remember the name i was in fuck can't sir but that was it you know right. um <clears throat> yeah and it made me a, it made me a little like uh on a on a weird level a little bit of a celebrity which is weird for me because i'm not that kind of guy mm-hmm. like when i remember somebody i won't like give a name or anything like that um but like you know saying like you know it's like you know said that to me and i'm like look i'm i'm just some dope who just happened to get cancer and got lucky to be on the show that's really about where it begins and ends you know it was an amazing honor but i'm still just the same jackass that i've ever been my whole life right um 
Well, I mean, it, it happens so, for some folks like that. Like, you know, Frank Five was just a guy who skipped out on Thanksgiving to come and listen to the episode and then look at him now, you know. Right. Get him was just right. some eccentric he... dude at the flea market. And look at him now, you know, so, I mean. Yeah, look <laughs> at him now. He's wearing Elvira costumes. Oh, and Jesus. A giant, a giant, <laughs> giant green, I don't even know what the hell to call him. Green grape. Yeah, oh, it's like, oh, please, man, come on. I remember, like, watching the Halloween one and, like, his he always kept putting out his leg, which I give him kudos for staying in that character the whole time of, like, making sure that his leg came out of the slit of the I'll dress. Oh, God, but, man. Yes, and I just I just remember thinking, like... like yeah, there's uh, some of that stuff that like, just kind of... And <laughs> I'm not homophobic it goes at the, all. It goes down it wrong. Kinda, yeah, yeah, it just kind of turns my stomach slightly. Just, like, to, yeah, this, well, to I mean, this day, and people have tried to get me to watch it. I've listened to it. But I can't even not even watch that fig eating, <laughs> the, the whatever it was. Yeah. I can't do it, man. It's just too much right. for me. I uh, I just know that at one point I was watching it and like he's like wearing fishnets, and then there's like above the fit in, in socks at the bottom, and then he's wearing like some sort of maybe compression short, but it's like the compression short is definitely being taxed to its most and it's almost kind of transparent and like i'm like look away right. and i'm like oh but i can't and it's like a fucking car accident whoever it was that gave him shit fucking... he was like he's not even on camera and he's over there sacheting around and stuff yeah <laughs> oh it's just like oh boy gosh oh man but again Eventually, i want to get does... everybody like all the guys um uh victor and alex and chuck and i want to try to get everybody on here eventually but I, I want to. I can only. I can only speak for like Alex. I've you know zoomed with him a couple of times, and obviously you've seen him tweet, and he seems like a absolutely you know terrific. Dude, oh yeah, so I, mean, I talked to him I'm, all. You know, on confident and stuff. I just. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm sure that they all would love to help you, and contribute in some way, shape, or form too. So. <laughs> that show was so fucking awesome. I just remember I tried. I tried a long time ago when they like were jokingly say they wanted to make a Hulu show or something like that, and they wanted to make a. Um, like a not a sizzle reel necessarily, but kind of a proof of concept for the show. And I like immediately sent them emails saying like, "Hey, look, I've shot a movie. I would love to, you know, give this a shot if you guys are up for it." But uh, I'm sure at the time, a lot of people were probably sending the exact same probably. messages to them. So tell, tell and me though about I, that. I I live close, I don't live that close what, like uh, those guys. What do. movie did you shoot? I mean, did you were you like directing it? Were you just a photographer? Was, How'd you? That's interesting to me. It was. An, independent independent movie that I made with uh, two of my uh, friends uh, actually I guess you could say um, three of my friends because one of them became my friend after the movie um, uh, I had created a made a script rather and uh, my friend Adam uh, has a, a place up in uh, East Ham Massachusetts that's out on Cape Cod and we had access to it all winter long and uh he was like, I want to try to do this. And so we uh, started making purchases for equipment and I kept writing. And eventually we spent like the better part of like four or five months just shooting uh, this film out on East Ham. And it's on my uh, my YouTube page now. It used to be on Vimeo, but now I transferred it over along with some like kind of behind the scenes stuff um, to my uh, what's YouTube the page. page. I think you already said it, but what's the page name, the YouTube channel uh 
my my YouTube channel is called Man on a Remission. Man on a Remission, so, right? That's like, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. Well, that's not supposed to be cute, but clever. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I can be cute. You know, I don't. I, I'm, as long as I'm on the remission, uh, we're good. <laughs> it's when when I'm not on the remission anymore. That's when the it's not as cute yeah. anymore. Well, you know, it, it's a good <clears> thing you gotta watch your p's and q's around some people. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm you, not. You want to talk sensitive. about toxic masculinity? I live in northern Mississippi, and these redneck folks. That's man. It's like I'm living in the '80s. Oh, uh, if we do that, it's crazy around here. Uh, I'll get myself in trouble because, like, I I do have some very kind of. Uh, not conservative as much as like just like buck the the trend kind of attitude about a lot of things that some people are deciding that that's that's the hill they want to die on like i recently watched a thing and you can decide whether you want to keep this or you don't um whether you want me to remain in good graces with some people and not in others i guess but um i was watching a, a thing about like um uh, people now putting their pronouns in their oh, names for yeah. Twitter. And I'm just like, and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give anybody shit for doing it, but my argument to them was always like, Hey, you're like, technically your name should be your, your, you know, what you call it. How about we just learn each other's names and we not worry so much about pronouns. We use about proper yeah. nouns. Like, I'd rather you call me Joffrey and not worry about whether I go by he or she or it or they. Right. Learn my name and you're never going to get it wrong when you call me Joffrey. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I've been saying that for years because, I mean, when I was younger, I had to be a part of something, you know. I was in the hip-hop group and then I did, like, the preppy and then I did the jock thing and then it just all kind of meshed into what who I am. Everybody's always got to categorize themselves and be labeled as something and i mean just be who you are don't but they don't want labels strange you know they say they don't want them you know that's why i'm always so like turned off it's like you know the idea is like we want everyone to uh be an individual but not like this whole like can't make anybody feel bad and like i always made an argument i made a post the other day it was like i don't know how many tweets in a row but about like you know like the intent of most people is not to aggravate people it is just to you know have a conversation and it just seems like so many people assume the worst out of everyone and this one person was giving me crap for a long time on over multiple tweets one day and i'm just like you know like you're 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 taking the easy route by challenging somebody on Twitter first, like, why don't you go out and do something in the actual real world? Because you're not going to affect change on any level on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like Twitter is really just an opportunity for you to just say something and pretty much say it into the void because nobody's really listening. Um, you know, so I just always find it so weird that they're like, everything's becoming homogenized and it's like, you know what, like the things that make us different are what make us unique mm-hmm. and we shouldn't shy away from those things. We don't want to sit there and say you're bad because of you're X, Y, and Z, but we don't necessarily want to, <laughs> right. But we don't necessarily want to pretend that they aren't X, Y, and Z at the same time. Like I've got a friend who's black. I've got a friend who's Persian. I've got, you know, friends that are white. I've got, you know, female friends. It's like, um, uh, I don't nec- I don't look at them as uh, anything other than just individuals with a different story to tell. 
but so many people are so worried about us like you know uh like we again like become this 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 like uh phalanx of some sort where we can't be distinguished by the things that distinguish each other from one another i don't know it just it seems so counterproductive to me and that's not to say like you know like again if that's what you want to go for then go for it i'm not gonna say don't but it just like for that one thing it just seemed like let's let's learn each other's names let's not worry so much about pronouns because if we know our names you know proper nouns we don't have to worry about pronouns because we're you know we've we've gone an extra step beyond you know pronouns we actually yeah. have our names to yeah use i'm instead. like you uh, i'm not going to give people shit for doing it but i i don't there's i don't see the point i mean i do see the anyway yeah <laughs> i see the point and i understand their point of view but <laughs> i just i wouldn't do it i don't if you can't figure out what i prefer to be whatever by calling me uh, i'll me I'm trying. Do you have any least favorite episodes? The one that was really, really, really short. <laughs> like it was like was it 15 minutes? And they, I think they all concluded that they had a a bad day or something like that. So they just decided to go get something to eat and they stopped the podcast. Oh. But even that, you know, the 15 minutes or whatever it was was still you know pretty entertaining. I don't think so. I like in general like they don't. They don't really ever, sometimes when they've like gone and done like interview stuff, um, I'm not as keen on it, but the same reason I don't really do the Joe Joe Rogan podcast or what the Mm -hmm. fuck, because I just don't, you know, I listen because I like to hear them talk about stuff they've, you know, encountered or life experiences or whatever. So having them talk about, talk to somebody else is usually, unless like, you know, like obviously... Joe Gatto is, you know, an amazing guest <laughs> yeah. because he's an absolute goofball, and Quinn brings out the best in him, just like you know Brian brings out the best in Walt, and vice versa. So, uh, you know, like when you know the right people have been on, I it's been a lot of fun. But in general, been one of my favorite episodes sorry, is the one that Sal was on, and they did the AIDS Skeeto and the Super AIDS and all that stuff. That was pretty yeah. funny to me. Yeah. Except, I mean, like I said, it, it, you get you get you add. You add funny people to the fray, and it's going to be good. But then there's also people that you know I don't necessarily find as you know like comedically as funny, uh, you know. So that those people when they come on, you know, I may not be as interested. I enjoyed uh, Dave Windorf one one of the times specifically because it was like whenever they had get him come on, and it was more f- yeah more and funny he, and because I saw the YouTube clip and just the faces that Dave was making when get him was explaining his day to day and stuff. Yeah, well, when when you're when you're blowing the mind of a rock star who's probably seen more <laughs> shit than you could even imagine, that says something. But that was and and Dave Dave was you know like Dave is a is an entertainer, so that you know sh- comes through and when he was on the podcast and and Walt and him have known each other for ages, so that there's a comfort level there that that comes through. And yeah, like I said, just absolutely blowing his mind. Um, <laughs> like I said, when the guy. You know some of the stories Dave has has uh, expounded on on the on the podcast, and the, it even threw him off. It's just like, yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty mind boggling. I mean, the you know, like the even like what everyone considered to be the the flop Christmas episode, um, where it was very um, 
I, religious centric, I guess. Um, yeah, I I liked it. I mean, like I again, it, they're going to find like the nooks and crannies that make this shit funny. Ultimately, that's I just have faith that they're going to find the funny in any of that stuff. You know, like when they they do these different like you know approaches. Ultimately, it still almost always ends up back in the same place again, which is like you know. Walt getting frustrated with Brian or, you know, something and they get into an argument and it sparks, uh, you know, now that I just thought about it, one of my favorite episodes was, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to narrow it down to what, when it was, all I know is that when like they started talking about their trip to Las Vegas and Walt started to go into the story of Brian getting mad at Suzanne and going into his room and her getting mad and going into another room and like just the enormous argument that Walt had with Brian about that situation, what like what you know transpired. I think it may have been like a special, like um, like the what was that place called? Um, they did a stand-up place in California, I think. To um, no, it was an actual like like against the old brick wall inside of uh, what the hell is it? I'm not going to remember. Uh, That's what improv? sucks. But when you bought, if you bought tick, yeah, the improv, I think it was like a special podcast to go with the improv for people who bought like tickets and eventually it came out or something like that. But all I remember is that the two of them argued about how the evening went. And uh, like, I think that also was the episode where, you know, like 90 something degree day, Walt walks into like an IHOP and he's wearing oh. his hood up <laughs> yeah. and people like had him a- asked him to take his, his hood down because they were getting like freaked out by it and stuff. But it's, it's, you know, like Walt lives a life that is seemingly so mundane, but has so many unbelievable stories. I still think about the day when they were talking about like their, their boring lives or whatever. And, and, um, I think Brian said to him, said like, like someday you're, your gore, your girls are going to be able to look back on this podcast and see their dad and like, you know, his, his, uh, you know, forties, uh, and listen to him when he was talking about him as himself as a, as a youth and so forth. And going to probably see a side of their father right. they've never heard before. And I think about that all the time. It's just like how amazing that would be to be able to go back in time and, and kind of like, um, get that little perspective of your dad of him talking the way he would talk to any of his friends and being able to not yeah, you know they get don't like see the, the fatherly they don't see yeah they don't see version like Brian and them do well they, and they and they right right but he, they still get a, an interesting version of Walt as well as like we see out of like Flanagan you know his stories stuff. as well as the advertisements with his kids and father Flanagan so like they get they get a a, a different version of it which also to me is very intriguing he still eggs them on, and the, and what I love is how they know how oh, to egg yeah. him on, too. You know, it's like you know, like they, like you said, like you know, you, your daughter is obviously your daughter. You can see, like, like these are the Flanagan girls because they know kind of the things they can do to get back at him, uh, like only as only they can. And I, I love that dynamic. Like I said, I mean, it's been so many years of of knowing these guys in the way I know them. Like I don't want to even pretend that I know them, but the, the the version of them that they present, 
that I feel like that's the people I know. It just it's been going on for so long. It's right. like it's like family. It's like even though they don't really know anything about me, or they they do a little bit from my the time I was on, but they know so little about me. But I know so many of the stories about them. It's just this weird. It's one of the reasons I, I talked to Brian. I think at one point about it, how that kind of you know plays out. Um, I was actually they read one of my comments. I think on an episode. It, it was back when I was trying to do yet another project with some people that fell through but it was listed as the local comic shop asks uh off of twitter and it was like do you find that people are a little more comfortable than you'd like them to be with you because they know you but you don't know them and they both they both said like yeah it is kind of weird and i i i always like to i'm always very much about a perspective and for me it's kind of like i want uh to remind myself that like I know them, but I know, I know these versions of them. I can't, for a moment, pretend that this version of them is completely true to who they are. But also remember that they have no idea who you are. When I'm saying this to myself, and so like you know, I I go in with so much more like research and understanding and uh, appreciation. So when I was on the show, it was very important for me to just kind of be like, okay, let's. Let's just say, like, you know, let's answer their questions, be as, you know, direct as possible. Uh, don't, you know, don't go off script too much. Right. There wasn't a script, but you know what I mean? Kind of like stay focused and just have as much fun as you can, you know, being the person you, you are. Um, because, again, I, I, I feel like there's a level of comfort that some of these fans have that they don't really appreciate that, like, you know, they're just people, too, ultimately, and they'll say things on the show like for a long time Walt got a lot of you know got a lot of flack from people because of him taking on these kind of conservative positions that I'm I'm you know I'm pretty confident that you know really weren't his positions they were kind of like you know this will be this will be fucking amazing like I'll say this and then this will get this will get Brian to go off on some tangent and it does it's great you know it works but then for them to sit there and get upset with him or whatever and it's just like, you know, like, appreciate what's just happening. Try not to think about it too much and just, like, laugh when they laugh. Yeah. If you like, think it's funny, I guess. But man, when they start... I, I definitely did. I'm like Brian, man. I I feel like that Walt's laugh, Walt's laugh is... Really, Comforting? Yeah, dude. I mean, and it took me... At first, when I first started listening to, it was like, holy crap. But then after... I don't even think it was a whole full episode towards the end of it. Not only did I not notice it, but I, I it kind of got me and, and weird. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, but right. Yeah. Comfort. Yeah. I think for me, it was never, uh, it was never an issue. It wasn't like, it wasn't an, it wasn't annoying to me. I, and to be honest, I, it's like, it's much better that I can hear someone laugh rather than them. You never hear them laugh or they say, Oh, that's funny. And like, well, if it's funny, why aren't you laughing? Um, yeah, you know. I, I'm, people have given me shit for that. Like it's, at work and they'll say something and people are laughing and they'll look at me and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I don't laugh at a lot of things. I'm not like a laugher. I'll find things funny, but it kind of happens in my head. You really have to kind of hit a certain, you know, like a uh, note, I guess, with me for me to be able to really chime out with a, a full, you know, belly laugh or whatever. Um, so, but, and they've, they they hit it. I mean, like I said, I feel like I'm like part Walt, part 
Brian part Quinn and in those conversations it's just me sitting there listening and often even me talking uh, you know clearly knowing that nobody's listening to me but you know like having that uh, that kind of connection and that's a uh, it's weird because again it's it's very one direction you know uh, mm-hmm. I, I like I said I can pretend that I know them as much as I want but the truth is I don't um, know them yeah. completely I mean I know I know a lot about them and things that they've done and you got to you obviously get a very good idea of who they are from like listening to their conversations but the just the fact that they don't know who I am um, is is a part of that story about who they are like they they don't have that same kind of comfort level and I think like when I see some of these things like I've mentioned before these people seems so like very very entitled on certain things it's just like you know like well like I understand that you want more but they have to make you know a, a value for their people who are still just podcast listeners they got to make a value for the people who are like five dollar patreon 10 20 40 50 i wish i god it's like some of the stuff that these people have gotten are just absolutely fucking awesome but i don't oh, like yeah i don't like uh i i don't uh like get angry with them because they have the disposable income that i don't you know it's 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 awesome like yeah. i wish i you know at some point maybe i can afford to do like the really high tier when like walt knows like what he's aiming towards and i can go all in for like three months or whatever but yeah I, I think a lot of it is with me is just i'm just a little jealous <laughs> i wish well, I, I, mean, I wish i could get the cool stuff well i i, I definitely but i recognize that's my fault it's not it's not their fault right? oh yeah 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 absolutely some people like some people like like that one guy who was going back and forth and ultimately brian said you know you know fuck off or whatever his last statement was uh you know to me it was just like that that guy is jealous he wants more, but he can't have more. But the jealousy is his is his problem. It's not the people's problem. Up, yeah. Right. So it's like, and I actually was so I was so excited. I got to yell or type, tell him Steve Dave because it really felt like that was definitely a moment where if Walt was in on that conversation, he would have chimed in with a tell him Steve Dave. Oh man! But, they they cut out their tell him Steve Dave out of uh, the reboot movie. No, did they? Well, yeah, I saw but, it. I, I don't remember. I didn't know they were. They would have necessarily had one. Yeah, they, but I uh, guess it makes sense. I think Ming, Kevin. I think a lot of them have actually posted that little scene. It's like a three-minute scene. They're at a comic book man con- panel at a convention, and the four guys mm-hmm. are up there talking. And then right. Brian Johnson and Walt, Steve, Dave, and Fanboy come up and start talking shit to. Them. Oh, it's from pretty, the crowd to yeah, them. Yeah. Oh, that would have been actually that would have been pretty fucking. It, it is. Amazing. It's a. Uh, uh, it's on Ming's Twitter and Instagram, and he out. just posted it a couple days ago, so it's not too far down the line, I don't think. Here's here's something else I'll catch shit for. I did not like that movie. I haven't watched it yet. I bought it, but I didn't realize that my... I didn't think my Xbox One played Blu-rays, but I found out you could just download something. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I've heard... You know, I listen to Kevin's podcast and stuff, so I know every detail about the movie. I feel like I've right. already seen it, but you know, I don't know. I, I like Harley Quinn. It just goes back to the wanting to support them. Like uh, when right. I, I've bought all the movies. Like if, if don't go on eBay. If you see something signed by Kevin, DVDs and stuff, don't pay fifty, sixty, seventy dollars for it. Call the stash. 
almost everything right. that the, that they have up there is signed by Kevin. Right. Just I mean, pay twenty dollars plus shipping. Don't pay sixty, seventy dollars for an autograph. I mean, I know that's probably something I shouldn't say. That's undercutting people, but I mean, fuck. Well, I mean, that, it, undercutting an eBay person, who cares? Like, I mean, if they want to get pissed about it, it's like, though, that's that's what the, the market's all about. I've got yoga hosers and Tusk and all these movies. I haven't seen them yet. I've heard so much about them, I feel like I've seen them. But it's, right. it's not about, it's just about supporting them, really. Right. So, I mean, don't be one of those people that are expecting something for nothing. Do, you know, put forth the effort and you'll get... To at least two times back that they go out of their way to make sure you're more than satisfied when you do stuff for them right but yeah I uh, I, uh, I find that it, uh, it, uh, it's just this kind of you know rancid sort of thought of like you owe me sort of thing and that's one of the reasons why like even uh, you know at not as much as I want, but at ten dollars, it's kind of like, well, you know, I just want to contribute something. I can't really afford much, but I can, I can, I can at least contribute ten bucks, and I get all the, you know, stuff anyway because of the ten bucks. So I get all the extra content and videos and so forth, which is awesome. I have a hard time, like, because I don't work, I'm home a lot. I have a tendency not to listen as consistently as I used to, because I used to actually have a an earpiece and I would just listen. Uh, you know, while I was working all the time, I, you know, go back and listen to the library again. Mm -hmm. But now because I've got so much free time, I don't organize my time at all. It was always like, here's my, here's my time to get caught up with Tom, Steve, Dave. And now we've got tons of videos. I've got like, I just watched the Halloween video not that long ago. And somebody was saying something to Walt about it. I was just like, you know, like about, you know, like all this, you know, stuff and whatever. I was like, you know what? Uh, Like I, you know, the only thing I don't want is I don't want people who are like rabid fans to make the not as rabid fans feel like they're lesser because they don't have, like I said, a a whole basement dedicated to their shit, and because yeah. they don't see see videos immediately. I'm I'm as big a fan. I feel like in my heart, I'm as big a fan as anybody. Um, like I said, I but. Because of that, I, I wanted to give myself an opportunity to watch the episodes on my big screen TV in my bedroom so I can watch them every once in a while. But the problem is I, uh, because I don't have the thing that always reminded me to, to listen to the podcast, I forget all the time. So, you know, go a whole day and it's like, you know, I'll listen, I'll remember. And that's when I'll get those tweets saying, I know I always say this, but I'm behind. And then I make my, you know, Twitter statement about one of the episodes. But those days when I remember, typically I end up listening to like, you know, three, four, five episodes and get caught up because, oh, I remembered. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this and listen to them on, you know, finally hear the things that people were talking about for like the last month or whatever. Yeah, that's why I tend to miss like early on, especially because I, when I discovered Tell Him Steve Dave, I should have started with the recent episodes. I don't know if it was episode 50 or 60 or whatever it was, but I started at number one. And by the time I got to them, they were like, well, by the time I caught up, I was they were close to 100. So I missed all the uh, original booty times and all that kind of stuff, you know. So <laughs> I would have I loved to have gotten involved, but, you know. And, you know Johnny Shram. I do have shitloads of stuff. And I really hope that I'm not like you're talking about. I hope I don't 
make anybody feel inferior. I, you know, I don't. Uh, let me. I should probably specify. I don't know if anybody I've I've dealt with um, has ever made me specifically feel like lesser because I didn't have all the stuff. I just well, that's just a, what I was a thinking of. Statement. It, I, I hope right. anybody who's listening, if oh, that you did. Yeah, it. I I, gotcha. I, if if I ever come off like that, please anybody call me on it. I mean, for real, because that's not ever what I'm trying to do. It, it's mostly it started off just <laughs> I, I don't know, just supporting the guys. That, that's it. Right. Well, like I said, for me, it was that person who said that she joined TESD because of uh, uh, of Impractical Jokers. Yeah. Um, like I said, that was kind of what made me spur it on because there were some people that I guess she said that were making her feel like a lesser of a fan because she jumped on at the wrong time. And I'm like, like I've been there since the beginning, uh, but I don't have, you know, f- you know, like uh, flags on my walls and you know tons of original art and so forth uh i've got like a small like narrow cabinet that you know has like the things that mean something to me i got like the two in action figures signed by walt and Uh, brian yeah those elusive the elusive fanboy until man man i'm trying to find that fanboy figure man i uh i i forget who did it it may have even been curator i can't remember but pointed me in the direction that they're on ebay at the time and right I just kept on it and bought them. I, I have the, the like special Mego Quinn that I want to get him to sign at some oh, point cool, so that man. I have all, you know, all three. Like each shelf is kind of more of a, like one's Brian, the next one's Walt, the bottom one uh, is is Q, and then the, 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 the fourth one is like comic books that they've done, like Metro and, and yeah. uh, the likes of like, you know, Cryptozoic Man, obviously, the Knights. Uh, so like, different things that I've got that are there are the undead um, so it's just kind of this little smattering of things that I've got you know and that's that's my collection it's not a lot but it's you know still mine and still very important to me and that's what I think I'm not even saying that but it's kind of almost to those people that were making that 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 uh, listener feel bad because she wasn't there from minute one it's just like you know like there are people out there that are are never going to be that rabid about it I, again i it sounds almost like oh well you know fuck this guy because he was on their show and he's not even that big of a fan i'm a huge fan i've literally listened to the library probably five or six times all the way through um and i'll probably do it again when i can figure out how i can listen to them all right. um but it's 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 just uh you know like i've only got so much space and uh you know, if you if you've seen anything, it's like my my Daredevil collection practically takes up you know a whole room. Like my Daredevil collection is like akin to most people's tell them Steve Dave basements or yeah, I've seen rooms it. or whatever. Impressive. Yeah, I mean it better be. I've you know I've fucking been working on it for a while, and like I said, it, that only came about about because of cancer. I was a fan of Daredevil prior to that, and I had some stuff, but not to the level I have now. But all of a sudden, I kind of adopted his um, uh, Man Without Fear. That was kind of my approach to cancer, was to not let it not let, make me fearful of it, just to live and, and uh, you know, assume I'm going to be well, fine. Take, and, take his know, medic, so, monocle, man, so Man Without Fear. Right. Well, that's what I did. That's why it became yeah. such a, a huge, like, part of my... You know, like last 
several years of my life. So uh, you like the Netflix show then, right? Oh yeah, it was great. Um, the other stuff is it, not necessarily great. Um, they brought Charlie Cox back. Yeah, he's supposedly going to be in the next uh, Spider-Man movie. That's it. And possibly in the She-Hulk series that's going to be on uh, Disney+. Plus. Okay. Yeah, I, I heard she's something about it. Right. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Walters, she's always been one of my favorite one of my favorite characters. Tatiana Maslany, too. I really like her. She was in that uh, Orphan Black show. Fantastic job. Oh, was that, that the person that's going to play She-Hulk? Yeah. Yep, Jennifer okay. Walters. Yep. And yeah, he was yeah, supposedly I, on the set of uh, the new Spider-Man. Sweet. I know Deborah Ann Wall. Uh, I follow her. And I, I I love her, man. I really wish that they would bring Karen Page back. Because uh, I was a fan of True Blood, too. Yeah, and, I, uh, uh, I, I, I liked everybody. I thought the, uh, like the first season was amazing. Yeah. The second season was a little shaky because I think they tried to take on too much with both Punisher and Elektra. Uh, mm. Defenders wasn't, wasn't great. <laughs> um, it was all right. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was serviceable. Um, and then Defenders the last is season, what made me decide to go back and watch Iron Fist. Ooh. Cause Mark Bernardin talks so much shit about Iron Fist. Oh, Iron, <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna watch it, but it wasn't, I mean, I'm easy to please, I guess is all it is. Cause I didn't hate it. It was all right. I, I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was a slog myself. It was just like, oh God, yeah, you know. I, I haven't even seen the second season and I'm, I'm a huge, um, Typhoid Mary fan. Uh, it was pretty know, good. Uh, it was better than the first season. And, if and that they, makes well, <clears throat> I could probably watch, uh, Apollo taking a shit in his cat box and it'd probably be more entertaining than, oh God, no, yeah, it's that better first than season. That. <laughs> um, and then the third then season of Daredevil was amazing. Yeah, and and the, the the Punisher stuff, and honestly, I really liked like the the beginning of uh, of uh, Luke Cage, and uh, I think the mm. Jessica Jones stuff was great. I think she was oh, great. Yeah. It's just the Iron Fist, and honestly, everything after Mar what is it Mahershala Ali died, and the beginning spoilers of uh, of Luke Cage, I felt like it just kind of lost a lot. And I'm I'm not sure Mike Coulter was right. He wasn't. He just seemingly was so kind of emotionless uh i'm not sure if like because i've i've seen him in his new show like evil or whatever and, and he seems to be much better suited for that and has emotions i'm not, just not sure if he was kind of directed poorly or something like that i'm not sure what what the deal was uh, yeah i don't know I, I have a few iron fist power man and iron fist comics from the 80s but i haven't really read them so i'm not sure uh if that's the way he's always been portrayed as kind of even keeled and not much emotion and stuff. Not not really. Not that I've noticed, at least. But Jessica Jones season one, it actually made me become a Doctor Who fan because uh, God, I forgot his name off the top of my head. Oh, uh, killed kill uh, oh oh Kilgrave. Um, yeah, David Tennant. David Tennant. I went back and started watching Doctor Who because of that. He's fucking amazing in that show, I was, dude. I was like, what? Is, what kind of a weird connection is that? I just wasn't even thinking about like David Tennant when he was way back when he was playing Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Uh, Broadchurch was also really good, or whatever his the English version was of of his show was uh, was good because Broadchurch was like the Americanized version or something. Okay, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he's he's good stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little wacky Disney for Daredevil. Some of those folks back, but um, it doesn't look like they're going to. 
I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, uh, if they're going to bring back Charlie Cox, then there's definitely a possibility for some of them. I just think that they knew that the the responses to like Iron Fist, especially, was pretty <laughs> poor, and Daredevil, uh, sorry, and Defenders was relatively poor. Like I said, season three of D- Daredevil was absolutely unbelievable. I was so aggravated when I learned that I wasn't going to go any further because I thought they had really nailed Bullseye. <clears throat> Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I'll, I guess because I, I binge watch and stuff, so it was kind of like all three seasons kind of blended together. Right. I, I, f- I forgot that season two was Elektra. I, I, f- I thought that was season one. Yeah, no, season, well, season two was Punisher and Elektra. That's why I think it wasn't as good as one okay. and two. You know, one Kingpin, two Punisher and Elektra, and then three was Bullseye and oh, Kingpin, Kingpin again. Kingpin, jeez, Vincent D'Onofrio freaking crazy awesome as kingpin yeah he was fantastic and i think uh, hopefully they recognize who really kind of nailed those positions uh, or those parts rather uh, and hopefully they will uh, you know give them an opportunity to reprise those roles in the marvel cinematic universe with them opening up um like uh multiverses and stuff like they're definitely yeah. doing there's no reason why they can't be pulled through well yeah the new uh the the new Spider-Man or whatever they were talking about having uh, Keaton come back as Vulture and uh, Jamie Foxx coming back as uh, and Electro and, and Toby and Andrew and Garfield. Garfield. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine yep. just let me get his uh, Amazon Prime. So I haven't seen any of the Garfield stuff and I, oh. haven't, I haven't seen any of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. I've seen the really? Avengers movies, but right. I haven't. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but then I saw The Boys, and I've been stuck on that. The Boys is really, I mean, of course, I'm late to the party by years, but the show's awesome. The first couple episodes I, disgusted me. Like, not I haven't that, watched it, actually. Yep. It, it's adult-themed. <laughs> right. And, you know, you superpower people, it's just, it really turned my stomach, some of the stuff, but in my older age certain topics don't sit right with me like they used to I, I used to be able to sit down and I could actually sit down and watch like sexual assault and not make it really just turn my stomach to the point where I couldn't watch it right like I used to love Natural Born Killers that was a great movie but now I really just can't sit down and watch it anymore it's just like eh. I, I can hmm. picture life gives you perspective yeah like, right eh, yeah Great movie. Y'all are great actors, but... Eh. Okay. I hear you. I'm sorry. We're closing in... I, don't, I know I'll edit a lot of this out, but we're closing in on three hours, and my daughter's been looking at me for an hour No, and understandably half, so. so. Sure. Um, sometime... Part I'd, two someday. Yeah. I was going to say, I'd love to have you come on again. I appreciate you coming on. Um, is there anything that you my would pleasure. like to advertise or plug or anything you got going uh, on? No, just uh, go to that Man on Remission page and check out my movie and tell me how bad it is. Or how good it is. Yeah, sure, that could be a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it will be, but it sure it could be. It's not bad, it's just it's obvious it was my first ever movie. A lot of, a lot of choices that weren't the best choices for the movie. But. you got to learn. I mean, at yep, least you somehow. did it. I mean, some people talk about doing stuff and never do it. And later on, they'll be like, well, if only I, I, you know, like Kevin Smith says, be a why not person. Don't be a why person. 
Right. Go where the puck is going or whatever it is. That's right. The Gretzky quote. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if anybody wants to come on, uh, holler at me, email me. There, I have a couple emails from people that want to come on. And I, I got a list now, so if I don't get back to you right away or at all, keep hitting me up because I'm terrible with emails. But uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, we're Ant Farm Podcast. Um, what's the email? I think it's TESD Ant TESD Ant Farm Pod at Gmail. Holler at us uh, if there's somebody else that you want to see on. If you comments, say I suck, whatever. I'm I'm good, man. Just interaction is what I'm looking for with this podcast. So uh, I want to thank once again Joffrey coming on and thank you no it's all good man uh now that i know how to pronounce it i'll never forget um there you go yeah (laughs) thank you for having me Uh, no problem man i'll I'll holler at you sometime pretty soon i'm pretty regular on keeping up with with you do you have a sign off or no not really no i just say uh uh, well, I don't keep digging the hill. Keep digging, digging the tunnels in the hill. Keep, there actually was. What was it that somebody said? I think it was Jay Sarge that came up with it, and then maybe Chris said something else. And no, not really. Uh, keep building the hill. Keep building the hill. There you go. <laughs> now you've got a different one for every episode. <laughs>